was a way to give res show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect it. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I'm Kayfabe AJ. And I'm E.A. And this is the Raw wrap-up for this week. And it was a decent show overall, but we're going to run through it, give you the ins and outs. And tonight's Raw started off with a pretty decent promo from Randy Orton stemming off of his attack last week on the Three Legends using the Night Vision. Right. So he's kind of just recapping you know, why he attacked them, you know, telling them to remember who he is. He's the legend killer. It pretty much, um, the promo ends with Drew McIntyre meeting him backstage. They get into like a backstage brawl and um, it leads to a buildup for their match later tonight, which is a six-man tag team match with the Street Profits siding with um, Drew McIntyre and... And Dolph Ziggler, with Randy. Dolph Ziggler and the returning Robert Roos stemming from his match from last week. So, what you think about the the promo segment? I mean, so I thought it was so. good. Like I, um, Randy's intensity, he broke down how he was kicking anybody's ass because we couldn't see it. But um, you know, what I mean, I, I thought it was really good. I like exaggerated it. a few parts. Probably, you know, what I mean, you know how that is. You know, what I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's, t that's television. They always want to they want always want to OD, but it was very good. Um. Um, Drew McIntyre busting in there, talking, um, attacking him. I thought it was a fire open. That's how. That's a dope opener because it comes right off of the ending of last week and then jumps right into the same thing this week. So I yeah, like how so they did. I like how they did that transaction. It was a so this promo pretty opening. much just drove home the fact that we're gonna get Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell in the actual Hell in a Cell. So. That's yep. probably going to be a real real good match to cap off the rivalry. I think at, at, at the end of this, maybe even at the end of the draft this this week and next week, we might see them on separate shows. I don't know. I'm catching that feeling. Yeah, me me too. But, you know, um, if they draft somebody that's in the program, they always let them finish out their last matches before they go to their respective shows. So Yeah. So I think that's going to happen. But I don't think – go ahead. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, so the first matchup of the night was uh, Zelina Vega with Natalia and Lana versus Asuka and uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, the newly formed tag team of Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke from last week. So what do you think about this matchup? I mean, it was a good matchup. Um, I thought it was a little rushed, but, you know, I guess due because of Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler coming out, and they doing like I'm. What we up to like five already <laughs> with the Lana? I'm counting. I'm counting it. She's gonna break a record. I want her. To, <laughs> she, she gonna break the. She gonna break May Young's record of being in the most tables ever. Female, <laughs> like yo. <laughs> but um, <coughs> I mean, I thought it was a good match. I thought the intensity that um the intensity that Zelina Vega is now showing. That's what I said before. I'm loving it. I'm loving her intensity. She's not playing no more. I think um, also Mandy Rose, she's starting to prove, improve more. And Oscar's yeah, Oscar. Mandy has moments where she still comes off a little green, but... She did good this match. I don't have you no know. complaints on, on, on how she did, did. Maybe she does need a little tag team. I don't know, but she did great in this match, my opinion. No, I think pairing her with Dana Brooke was actually a good look because Mandy got 
obviously the looks and the mic skills. Mm-hmm. Dana Brooke is very athletic, so they could probably help each other grow. Right. Dana Brooke's always somebody who's been like, I wouldn't even say necessarily held back, but not really given a chance. Because mm-hmm. she's not the, one of the greatest uh, stars in the ring, but she, you know, she has a lot of athleticism. They could use her in different ways, but they never pulled the trigger on Dana Brooke. So, yeah, I think I heard um, um, Chris Jericho on a podcast where he was talking to like, um, I forgot who he was talking talking to. I don't know if it was John Moxley or if it was um, Luke Harper. Right now, Mr. Brody Lee now. But one of them said that she was one of the most improved females in the locker room that they don't utilize. They keep her on 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 main event and all this, and everybody was like, they both agreed. I forgot who he was talking to, but they both agreed. Like she's one of the most improved females they got back there right now. Dana Brooke. So salute to her. Yeah. So um, the ending of this match happens with a pump knee strike on Lana from Andy Rose for the three count. Of course. And uh, like you said, <laughs> at the end of the match, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler showing dominance. For Go no for- reason, putting Lana through the table again. This is, I don't know if this is a direct <laughs> retaliation for Miro, a.k.a. Rusev, joining AEW. But either way, how the fans want to, uh, you know, view it. Yo, I Lana's love it getting now. TV time. I like Lana, it. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Lana's like, yeah. getting TV time. Not only that, I do see maybe down the line Natalia could pull off a victory for her team, maybe get them in tag title contention or even a future tag team title. They're actually a team that makes sense. Like we all know from Total Divas and through the years that her and Natty are actually real life friends. Yeah. So I think it's the first friendship pairing on WWE TV that actually. Makes, Makes sense. sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like um, it. I like. It. I just want to. She's gonna break May Young's record. You know what I mean? The most woman, the woman with the most table. <laughs> yeah, the she gonna break May Young's record because she used to get power bombed by the Dudley Boys all day in the, in the table. So it's all good. Listen, it's, it's it's rare to see women go through tables. It's extra rare to see it happen every week. <laughs> yeah, like so, yo. So that salute to um, her. Next gonna, up, a little shout out. For the WWE draft that's coming up, it's gonna the first part is gonna be on Friday night SmackDown, yep. and then it's gonna cap off next week on Raw. Right. So um, this is like almost a year exact removed from the first uh, draft from Fox after Fox purchased SmackDown. So I hope uh, Fox doesn't do what they did last year and basically just steal all the great talent from Raw, and you know. Try to use them on just just to get better viewers on their station. Right. I think I think USA should have a better grip on their stars. I, there's actually a couple of people I don't want to see move from either show, but we'll get into that when we have our own draft episode. Which yeah, you can probably check out later tonight or tomorrow, depending on the release. So look forward to that on uh, predictions for the draft, our own version of the draft. So we get backstage. We have our truth. And he's still doing the the little Jimmy gimmick. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like our truth is kind of regressing a little bit, you know. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but you know, I love I love our truth overall, and he's always you know a treat to see. I just you know I think forty. He's he's doing Jackie Robinson numbers of championship right now. He tonight he hit forty two when he faced the mystery custodian. Which happened to be in uh, our truth's words, uh, a horrible Randy Orton disguise. He thought it was Randy Orton, like he was Randy still calling Orton him Randy Orton. It was face. Drew Gulak, but he said that yo, Randy, 
Like, like, what's going on here? Like, so basically, we see uh, Gulak talking to his title. Our truth runs up behind them in the big giant garbage can. Gulak tries to run away. He trips uh, over another garbage can that falls over and reveals that uh, was in it. Uh, which that was probably the funniest part of the segment for me. Um, then they all end up brawling in the big giant garbage can. The referee counts the, the pin. We don't know who it is. Ends up our truth. Your forty-two time, twenty-four seven seven eleven. I ninety five North. I ninety five European European Intercontinental Heavyweight <laughs> Champion. <laughs> ECW, so, all of that. Yeah, man. Like um, the goat. He's the goat. Yeah, he. he I mean, Loki is a goat. Goat. Next up, we have uh, more backstage with Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, and Apollo. Um, at this point, I'm kind of like getting a little tired of this little group going against the hurt business. Um, they were kind of saying that one of you guys could be an honorary member tonight. Right. Um, it looked like Ricochet was going to take that off of, but you know that didn't end up panning out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of hurt business tonight. So we next up we got Seth, Bur- Seth Rollins, excuse me, and Murphy heading to the ring, and basically it's more of the same. We have Seth Rollins pretty much demanding um, Murphy to apologize by the end, and Murphy's pretty much like not with it. They stretch that segment a little bit too long. We, we he ends up giving. Murphy a timer until 10 o'clock to apologize to Seth Rollins, the Messiah. So he even blew him up talking about I could have released even more DMs that y'all was yeah, talking I, it about. Was, it was it was funny how it's, he did that because he's like, I could have talked to, I could have talked about more of the DMs and how she feels about her family and but and you're the saying how you could you, said the... <laughs> nah, you say how you could have said it, but you're actually revealing it, so you're actually saying it like like a true dick, Seth Rollins character is right now. Like yo, it is yo. This is one of his best heel works because this is like better than the other one before when he was running with Triple H in him. I like yeah. this version right now of, of Seth Rollins. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. In between this segment, we actually had a, a little match between um, Rollins, Murphy, Carrillo, and Dominic. Yeah. Um, I'll give that match around a six to seven. I think it was basically. You know, just a quick, quick match to get through to the Murphy Rollins stuff, mm-hmm. and it was just another kind of quick highlight reel of Carrillo and Dominic tagging before doing their little dive special to the outside. Yeah, yo, but but yo, Dominic looked like he's getting and um, better now. <coughs> he looks more polished. He's he's looking more comfortable. He's not nervous. He's like in the ring. In the ring, I give Dominic a lot of credit. Like yo, he's look like he's doing. He's doing a lot. Yo, Dave Meltzer, short time. you might have a, a rookie of the year for 2020. He might be the rookie of the year right now. My just, opinion. He just might. As far as WWE goes, he's looking he good. Might. He's looking good. The only thing he really credit. needs to work on is like his acting and uh, his promo segments. But uh, you know, like you said, we, he, well, he's like 20, 21. Yeah. Really young. So, but, but he's looking right poly- he, Yeah, he's definitely very improving since we saw him on um, the first time he faced Seth Rollins. Was it SummerSlam, right? When he debuted it to now. He looks way more comfortable in the ring. Like he looks. Yeah, like, that was only what a short two two months ago. Yeah, so we got. I gotta give him credit. He's 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 looking real good. So I gotta give him credit. So um, next segment is a lot of segments on on tonight's Raw, but right. 
next segment is um Braun Strowman uh approaching Adam Pierce, who I don't know when the hell he became the general manager of Raw. We don't fucking know. But they kind of just slipped him in over the couple of weeks. And I still don't know who the hell this guy is. If he's a producer backstage or who the hell he is, but Adam Pierce ends up uh saying uh giving Braun Strowman a unsanctioned exhibition match and um Keith Lee ends up taking up that offer, which I like. Yeah. Uh, um, I really like everything they're doing with Keith Lee so far. And even, you know, kind of taking him out of the Orton Drew McIntyre situation so it could culminate Hell and Cell. They're still kind of keeping him in in the spotlight, you know, and I like the build. Uh, him and Braun Strowman, that's that's just that's kind of dope. And then chaotic. I chaotic. Like, that's yeah. It ends with a little count now, and then they kept going like Braun Strowman. Was well, just, they, they, they went well, back that, and forth. That match, is, that match goes on uh, later on. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. just the promo leading, that's right, leading that's right. Keith Lee accepting it. My bad. Next up, we have Kevin Owens in the ring, another promo segment with uh, Kevin Owens doing the Kevin Owens show, inviting The Fiend. Nah, just Bray um, Wyatt. It wasn't The Fiend. It was just Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray Wyatt ends up on the screen doing his little um, fun, uh, fun house segment and it looks it looks like we're gonna get a slight change from KO. I don't know if they're gonna go all the way with it, but it ends with Alistair Black pretty much knocking out uh Kevin Owens on the ramp. And gave him a black uh, mask way back. Black mask put him to sleep. Put him to sleep with a black mask on the yeah, ramp. Yeah, so um it it's looking like Braun Strowman and maybe even the fiend might end up on Raw. Uh, Raw for the past couple of weeks been building a couple stars that have been actually smacked on stars like Drew Gulak mm-hmm. and um, you know Braun Strowman been a part of the show for the couple of weeks so I think they actually started to prep us to that idea of those guys switching over right and um, next up we have another segment we got Drew McIntyre doing an interview basically accepting the Hell in a Cell match and cutting decent promo. That one thing I will say is Drew McIntyre has definitely built his promo game up. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. A lot of people don't give him enough credit. Like he's a champion in the weirdest era in history with this pandemic stuff going on. So having no fans, like no, nope. there's some fans who who be online talking about he's boring or whatever. He's not boring. He's been a great champion. He's been improving in every you know avenue. In my opinion, I think that's what and, like, like 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 I was saying. Like I'm. After he beat Brock Lesnar, like they really didn't have no direction. I think Randy Orton was the perfect rivalry for him to actually um, put at least put some prestige on the championship because it felt like it was like it was nothing going on. He just kept beating everybody. It was slow. It wasn't no build. It wasn't no story. Yeah, I mean, this was his first like this rivalry that lasted a couple and then, of months. And then this one actually means something. Like this one feels like it means something. All them other ones, he be he beat who he beat. He beat Bobby. He beat Dolph Ziggler. He beat he beat a couple of people after he beat Brock. And it just was like it. It just kind of seemed like the early. His earlier um, contenders were like his friends or like people that never really got a shot. And so it's like this one actually means something. I like the story from both of them. I like how they continue in it week after week. And they, they really showing like it's like a, a blood feud. I like it a lot. So I think this is finally the Drew McIntyre that I wanted to see as champion. I, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm going to keep it real. So I got to give him credit. He's definitely, he, you know what I mean? He's definitely doing his thing. Yeah, so after 
after that segment, that's when we officially get the Braun Strowman versus Keith Lee uh, unsanctioned exhibition match. Uh, Braun Strowman ends up like dominating him early, that's... putting him through through like a barricade right in front of uh, the ringside. The actual match was like two minutes. That's why I can't rate yeah. it. So I'm just I like the chaos after. You know what I mean? Like th- this was a build up. This was basically a build up to a future rivalry between the two. If Braun Strowman officially becomes a Raw member, this story will continue. And I like that. And I think th- this was definitely the build up to that. So I definitely see Braun Strowman getting drafted to Raw for sure. Yeah. So I, I definitely, um, I, I definitely got, and I like the the the, 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 the <coughs> madness after the fact and everything. So yeah, that so was dope. Basically, he puts Keith Lee through the barricade. Keith Lee looks like he's down. He uh, Braun walks away. Keith Lee gets up like the badass he is, mm-hmm. pretty much eggs him on again. This time, Keith Lee ends up putting Braun Strowman through the Titantron screen right. and then spears him off the Titantron through a set of tables, and that kind of ended it in like yeah, a chaotic uh, shot. It, it was pretty dope. I, I like mean, These two guys are huge. They both can go. They're both fast. They're both athletic for huge dudes. So this is going to be a good match that I, I actually can't wait to see. Yeah, this will actually be a, a good, perfect start for Keith Lee to have like a good feud with. And Braun Strowman would definitely be the the perfect one for him to start. And finally, you know what I mean? They will put Keith yeah, Lee so in a good position with this one. We get another Bianca Belair <laughs> promo uh, video. I was dying. With her doing a trivia game. She didn't let nobody get a shot. I was wondering who the other three girls were. They weren't actual, like, Ross or SmackDown. The one on the white shirt talent. looked it bad. I was like, whoa, who's that? <laughs> I was checking the NXT the performance center like yo who the fuck is that <laughs> she was bad but. yeah I didn't recognize any of the other three but you know how WWE is they use their uh, you know developmental talent yeah. for films and shit so that's probably the situation but yeah there. Bianca smoked them in that little trivia game she she, she bodied all of them <laughs> yeah that was, I but, like that um, promo I, I actually like the segments they've been doing with her building her up yeah me too they should definitely debut her after the draft because right now it do, it just doesn't make sense just in case she ends up switching brands. Nah, they're gonna keep on raw. I think, but I think, I think they're yeah. gonna keep on raw. Her being with Montez Ford, yeah, you know that's her husband and stuff. I don't think she's gonna switch brands. Not but also, unless the street profits. But also, she will be a more brands. credible challenger for Oscar and, and you know what I mean and them. Like on, on on SmackDown right now, they got the the Bailey and Sasha shit. She doesn't need to be in the mix of that, and they don't have no real nobody really old body, no females over there really that that is credible. So I think Bianca yeah. is better off overall, anyways, because of the, the women division that they yeah, have the, now. The women's divisions are kind of like you know they're still in the rebuilding phase. Mm-hmm. Um. But we'll we'll see what happens after the draft as far as that division goes. Right. My real question is: Are the champions exempt from the draft? They really didn't mention that at all. I don't think so because remember last time, um, a couple of times we saw champions trade. There was a trade time that John Cena traded with Brock or something, and then somebody else yeah, traded. Yeah, but not every not every draft has had the champions available. So true. You know they haven't they haven't really mentioned that fact. I'm a, I'm if, assuming if the they've done it before. Uh, the champions are not eligible. I don't think Bianca will be switching brands. Uh, I'm 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 gonna say that it, it, they are eligible. I'm gonna say that because they already shown that in the past. But if they're not announcing that they're not eligible, then it is what it is. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that because we've seen it before. But I don't think they're gonna trade Drew. I don't think they're gonna trade 
Um, they're gonna trade um Oscar. I honestly think I think the champions should be exempt because I don't think any of the champions are Swiss brands. They all make sense where they're at right now. True. So moving on, we got Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin versus Apollo Crews and Rick- Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And um, this one ends up with Apollo doing Apollo Crews and Ricochet come into the stage. Well, they came to the stage with Mustafa Ali, and um, it was a dope match. The winner, winner by submission, the Hurt Business, Lashley doing his um Hurt Lock on Apollo Cruz. Yeah. And it was a dope match. Um I like did like a spot that um like Ricochet was hanging off the ropes and then MVP came up talking shit and then he just slapped him <laughs> while he was in the middle of hanging off the ropes and then he was about to attack and then Apollo grabbed him like you know what I mean did a super I, I thought that was funny. I was like yo who you talking to slap <laughs> yeah nah, I I like everything they've been doing as far as the hurt business goes. MVP like really feels feels that role out good as their like manager slash yeah you know wrestler too. Yeah. All right, next up, what's up? But um, it was a dope match. That I match, I probably give it like a yeah, seven. I give it like a seven seven point five. It was definitely one of the the best matches we've seen of the night. Ricochet, you know, Ricochet teased earlier that he like he might accept their offer and. Ends up telling them at the end of this match, we're going to keep coming back over and over again until you tie Yeah, but when he did the like, swerve, it was like, yo, that was a corny, the way that you, like... Yeah, like, you're going to act uh, like you're going to join and finally get a little edge on you. You a white knee baby face. Like, yo, Ricochet, like, you really need to sit down. You need... Your, your character sucks you right need now, like bro. I love Ricochet's in You need, like, two weeks break and just watch Dusty promos, watch Rocky promos. Watch Macho Man promos. Watch Jake the Snake promos. That's really that's all that's you really need the only to do. Thing I feel like it's hurting Ricochet. Is his promo? Like, like I can understand it, but like even it's Apollo, just not believable. Yeah, like it, it all, he said. He said a lame line. He said, "Um, oh, I hit you with the LeBron's Jane pass." Like what? Like oh, come on. I'm like, yo, you really? I can tell you what he said. He said he um, said something like that. Like, oh, you got past like Jabron, LeBron James or some stupid shit. He said <laughs> it's a pass. I went LeBron James on his on his ass. Look at him, all oh, man. Oh my god, he tried to say a ball corny. Come on. Like, yo, you corny. need like a good two weeks of just watching fire promos. I love the wrestler. I love and respect the wrestler. Yeah, he's dope in the ring. Oh, your character, he, oh, character sucks. He's right always now. been dope in the ring. Like. It would have been better if Apollo did the swerve because Apollo was the, originally the first one that had drama with with, with um, Bobby Lashley and then that before the Hurt Business. So it would have been better if it was Apollo who did the swerve. You know what I mean? But yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Yo, you need like two weeks straight of just watching fire promos. The Rock, watch J- old Jake the Snake, <laughs> watch old Dusty, watch old Macho Man, watch... Or he needs to Mick get like Foley, Mick Foley when he was in e, um, ECW promos. Watch all of that. We need your intensity, Ricochet. You fight. Yeah, you real. fire in the ring. We love you in the ring. Like you do your thing in the ring. You're one of the top in the business right now. But oh, yo, holla at AJ Styles. AJ, like go take some pointers from AJ Styles, yo. Please, yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> go so. Back next, next, let's just move on from the from Ricochet because we could complain all, <laughs> all day, day as far as all day. <laughs> but um, next up we have backstage Murphy meeting Aaliyah Mysterio. Pretty much, you know, same old um, 
things are getting out of hand. He apologizes to her. Right. She's like, you got to watch out for Seth, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad that this storyline is, like, coming to a head finally and really about to end. But uh, we, then we have the Hurt Business again, and Mustafa Ali approaches them by himself. Gangster. He says that he wants all, all three members to be present when he takes on MVP one-on-one. Then it's finally 10 o'clock. And we got Seth Rollins in the ring with Murphy. <laughs> and pretty much he's telling him to apologize. And Murphy refuses. He ends up, like, you know, pretty much trying to bully Murphy, poking at him and, like, pulling at his beard and trying to herb him and son him pretty right. much. And Murphy finally snaps, ends up attacking Rollins. They end up brawling. Um, he, he ends up beating Rollins with a kendo stick. And makes him apologize to Leah. He ends up apologizing to Murphy. When he finally drops his guard, Seth Rollins attacks, whoops his ass, tries to take out his eye. Then we have the Mysterio family show up and pretty much not like jump in. Aaliyah was like covering like over Murphy when Seth Rollins jumped out to get a steel yeah, chair. Yeah, he was about to hit him with. Yeah. She was like covering over him. Then the Mysterio family came out and that led Seth Rollins to just like leave on his own accord or whatever. Uh, I mean, if this whole Mysterio family thing was to bring Murphy back to the light and have this one-on-one with Seth, I'm for it, I guess. But we need to kill the storyline as far as this love situation or whatever it is. I mean, it might we need to it might lead into so. Aaliyah turning on her family and she becomes like Murphy's... Um, um, Nah, but why that wouldn't make sense because she just turned her Murphy face. I, no, but that's know? what I'm so saying. She becomes his manager why turn or something. Face just to turn because him. she's all she's still going against uh, her family, still trying to defend this guy. You understand? So, so yeah. it would make sense if they both leave their factions. They in like she will leave the Ra- the, the the Mysterio family, and, and Murphy leaves Seth Rollins as a to be like his little manager, she'll be like his manager or something. But they, it would still continue with the story. Hopefully, it'll be like a triple threat where all three of them, Seth, Murphy, and Dominic, I are all... Aaliyah, Aaliyah ain't no Selena Vega. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, no I'm not Selena saying, Vega, I'm saying Dominic. It'll be like a triple threat with them three. And and they get all that shit out the fucking way. Dominic finally takes the win. And and then that'd be that. You know what I mean? Because I do want the... It's still cringe to me. It's still cringe, this, this whole story. Yeah, I don't think... Honestly, at this point, I don't think Dominic should even be involved in that shit. I think it should just end with... She turned him face. She she was a catalyst to help him see the light as far as Rollins. We see this badass one-on-one between Rollins and Murphy, and at the end of it, no more Messiah. You know, he don't have any disciples. We just have heel Rollins moving forward, and we have of face Murphy hopefully getting a good push. Right. If not, maybe Murphy even switches shows or Rollins switches shows. I doubt it because I want him as far away from Roman Reigns as possible. Right. But um, maybe Murphy goes back to SmackDown. That would be good for him. So, oh, he go back down to NXT. So we, I wouldn't be mad at that either. I wouldn't be mad at that either. But he um, go chase that that moving on um, championship again. Yeah, moving on. We have um. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler <laughs> versus Ruby Wyatt, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan for the titles. This was basically them being bullies and beating the shit out of Yo, Ruby Riot. Like that was so, that, 
Submission moves. It looked like she dislocated. I swear, I thought it was dislocated though, because she actually landed on that girl's elbow. Nah, Ruby, Ruby's good at that, that flexible that bone that, manipulation. That flexible shit. God bless her, yo. Yeah, cause cause that's not the first time I've seen her do that. God bless somebody. her, then, yo. She's a she's a strong the woman. Because I'm the person me. who's like the person who's like excellent at that is Alexa yeah, Bliss. She she knows how to manipulate her bones for um shit too. Yeah, she has like double jointed arms or whatever, so she can actually make it look like. Her, her arm yo, that shit hurt me. God but, bless them women, yo, because that I know my shit would have been dislocated. Though she landed right <laughs> on yeah. it, I thought like you know how they do the kayfabe um drop down. Nah, they replayed yeah. it and they showed she landed right on her elbow. So he, she brought her elbow back while she had her. Oh my god, Jeez, that was yeah. That this was hurt. basically this was basically them bullying yeah, Ruby Ryan, Morgan trying to they get beat some, the shit out of Ruby. You know they had a they had a good little tag team maneuver. She ran off her back, and then they did like a splash on 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 yeah, Mia Jack. That was fire. Um, so they're actually building up better as a as a duo. Um, I give this maybe a seven as well. Like it was it was brutal. It was quick. It was dominant. I, and it, it's it's doing what it's supposed to as far as Shayna Baszler and Nia right. Jax making them a, a believable tag team. So I, I don't see nobody that. taking the tags off them no time soon. To be honest, like they're gonna hold that bitch for a minute. Yeah, not on, not on, not as far as Raw goes. I mean, really anywhere. There's not really any big women's tag teams that yeah, like on paper can take them them two yeah. down. So yeah, I expect a long reign until they build up another yeah. tag team. Um, then next up, we have the Street Profits, and they hype up their match with Drew McIntyre for later. Then we get possibly the shocker of the mm. night, which was Mustafa Ali versus MVP. Um, they were having they were about to um have a good match, and then the lights flicker, retribution enters, the hurt business uh, you know, comes into the ring, and Pretty much asks Ali if he's with them. Ali says, I'm with you guys. They end up, you know, all back to back about to face the face retribution. Then all of a sudden, Ali gets out of the ring and goes straight up to uh, T Bar, or as MVP said, hilarious. T Bag. Yeah. T Bag. <laughs> that was gangster. <laughs> um, which is Dominic Dejakovic. Goes straight up to him and goes straight up to Dio Madden. Which I don't I know. I think what his name is Slapjack or something, uh, something like that, right? Slapjack, something like that. So, um, as we're going straight to their faces, ask, uh, you know, I thought that like was gangster. I was like, I, I thought up, that was gangster. I was like, ah, yeah, them. that's what's up. Like, smack one of them, or, or I thought. Then he stops and turns around and gives them a direct order to attack the hurt business. So Mustafa Ali is actually the leader of Retribution. Yo. And for people who are absolutely upset with Retribution and their booking and this, this, that, Mustafa Ali being the leader of Retribution makes absolute sense. Go ahead, bring it back, because you said it in um, the text chat. Mustafa Ali was doing the vlog thing, and he was doing the web-based things. Then we were getting hacker yep, videos that? across WWE yep. that was pointing towards Ali. The hacker storyline seemed to be dropped. Then we get retribution. Mm -hmm. And now he's the leader of retribution. So this is actually long term booking. Loved like, it. Long term Loved storytelling. It. 
So they actually pulled this the fuck off where people who are pissed off with retribution is the changing of the names and maybe laughing at the look. Hey, some of them look like Bane. I get it. People can be mad. But for people like Dio Madden, I feel like he looks bad. Dio Madden looked like like um, like Cabal from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, with, he with looked like Cabal, coming out his mask. He, he actually looks badass out of the group. Out of his mask, group, yeah, you know? his dress, they but, look fire. But he looked like Cabal. Regardless how they look, it makes perfect sense because Ali was, you know, kind of trying to lead a revolution, and he was preaching change and stuff in his little vlogs mm-hmm. on SmackDown. And then he kind of went away out of nowhere. Then the hacker was around for months. We didn't know who the hacker was. Everybody was thinking it was either Ali, CM Punk, you know, or or someone else. But those were the main two names popping up. So bravo to WWE. finally pulled off a real long-term storyline booking. Now, this isn't confirmed that he was the hacker, but... It just made perfect sense. Like, this clicked on everything. So, I'm pretty sure next week when he gives his little uh, speech of why Ali, Yeah, you might want to do a why, uh, do a why <laughs> segment after they turn. It, yeah, it's finally going to finally gonna come for I circle. thought it was so, fire. You know, I think that's what's going to lead to um, an Apollo Crews or, or a Ricochet match with, with Ali. And that will be a dope. Well, either one of them with, with Ali is going to be a, a five-star. No. That might, I hope, you know where I hope that leads to? I hope that leads to Rakakit <laughs> and Apollo Crews actually joining the Hurt Business. Oh, because they need more, no, more um, people. More people Re- against Re- Retribution. <laughs> nah, but I doubt it because they haven't never, they never attacked Apollo and Ricochet. They only been beating the shit out of the Hurt Business. They attacked everybody, bro. They attacked the whole roster on both shows. All right. So, so, so that then they, they're going to turn the Hurt Business face? Like, what's going on here? Let's be real. Everybody loves the hurt, but they still playing heels, though. That's what I'm saying. Kind tweeners, of, kind of. Are they? Yeah, real? yeah, like man. Tweeters. Because they run around bullying people, laughing at people in the back, beating the shit out of them in matches. I've been enjoying them bullying Rakaki. <laughs> but now I'm just saying, before this little feud with Apollo and anybody else, that was they heels, bro. They they heels, but I don't even see them as tweeners yet. But Retribution is heels too. You understand? That's why it makes sense. He, the, the her business has been portrayed as I, I think kind of like anti heroes. Okay, you know, so it it, it it will make sense if they end up. And, and plus, you got not only Cedric turn uh, going to the her business, which I'm pretty sure Cedric got COVID nineteen right now. He's been gone for yeah. Like, God two bless weeks. him. So they haven't revealed that, but if he does, God bless him. Yeah, he comes he, back. I was really liking his um his turn into the that, the that's also business. Um, not, on so, the sidebar. That's probably why we haven't seen Ben Swole either on Dark or or Dynamite for a little while. Yeah, because they yeah we haven't Mike. seen both of them on both shows or boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm not sure, but go ahead. Um, but yeah, so. We have Cedric going and joining the her business because he was tired of getting his ass whooped. And not only that, you got to think about it. Her business actually was trying to reach out to them, like, join us. We're trying to be bigger than what what you are. Like, we're trying to make everyone better. So if you really think about it, the her business, although they were doing the heel thing, beating the asses, they actually had a noble goal. Yo, you know what? You so, actually make a lot of sense right now because 
Survivor Series is coming up. This could be a match on Survivor Series if Apollo and Ricochet join the Hurt Business versus yeah. um, Retribution yep. versus yep, the Hurt Business. And then we'll have Rakaki and Cedric with the Hurt no, Business. No, 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 no. I mean, Rakaki and, and Apollo. And, um, you know what Apollo I mean? they need with the rest of the Hurt Business. The, 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 um, which, so you actually all kind of make it if that's what they're going with the story. You know what I'm saying? They already have day six. They got like what twelve, including the two girls. Like <laughs> they got mad heads, got so it doesn't matter. They got pick well, one of them match guys. They got maybe they. I think they do have five guys and the two girls. It's like so seven. I think they got day five. So and then, they have enough for five on five. And then if they do do recruit um Apollo Cruz and, and Ricochet, they they got day five. So that could actually be just a side match. It doesn't even have to be like a Survivor Series. Yeah, I, I I definitely see I definitely see Apollo and Rakake having to join her business out of out of some. That would make sense. So if that's where they're going with it, now is a good time for that for the for them to build that. So that w- that would make sense as to why um, Rakake would give that <laughs> look like he was gonna <laughs> maybe take that. Hey, La Ch- it's La Champion week. Chris Jericho calls him Rakake. <laughs> You know, yeah, stuck yeah, in my yeah. head, he's always going to be recocked to me. But lastly, we got the main event: Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and Randy Orton versus the Street Profits and Drew McIntyre. With the winners actually being Orton, Ziggler, and Roode. Um, what I do you thought think it about was this it was. Um, I felt like all of them was on like a hundred. They all it looked like they were rushing to get all of their moves out. Like I guess the time like they took too long with, with a couple of segments, and yeah, this match wasn't that it wasn't, wasn't that, that long, long. But I felt like everybody was just running. They were like, "All right, so we got to do this spot next." Then we got like I, I you could tell like everybody's gears was turning because I guess they had that much time left. Yeah, so they were all doing like like it was still like like I looked at the time. It was like ten fifty five, and then I saw um um. Um, Montez Ford do his splash, and then it was the kick. It was, it was um, Dolph Ziggler, and like I don't know, it just felt like everybody was rushing their shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was good. It was, a it was still match. good. Like you know what I mean? Like everybody. So this this role was actually just like a promo build up segment yeah. heavy raw. That was only was like, about what? There was like, four, like matches, four or five like, matches. All of them was like a good. They were not more than fifteen minutes. So I think the longest match was um. Was the tag team women's because um they went into commercial, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the only yeah. one. Everything else was like like the Braun Strowman. That shit was like three minutes. That shit ain't even count. You know what I mean? Everything else yeah, was that, so, but the but the Seth Rollins promos really was the longest. Both of them shits was long. Yeah, because what they've been doing with her business and Seth Rollins is they've been like fractioning their promos and like. Sh- Spacing them throughout yeah. the show, so they've each like group wise, they've each been getting maybe two, three segments. Yeah, every so row. they they and then the both promos. Um, well, I think the 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 hurt business um the hurt business tag match against Apollo and Ricochet was like a good ten minutes. I think that was like the longest match. Everything else was was quick, or maybe the women's because there was a um, commercial in between that match when when um Shayna Baszler hurt um Ruby Riot's arm, but. I don't think every uh, all the matches went over fifteen minutes. Like the shits was all quick. Everything. Yeah, this was this was like I said, it was very promo heavy, very build up heavy. 
a lot of uh, spinning plates on Raw as far as character development goes. So um, overall, personally, um, I'll give this Raw maybe a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Overall, it wasn't uh, a bad episode, but like I said, it was very promo, very story-oriented, not a, a lot of matches. And the ones that we felt should have had the 15 minutes or, or plus um, actually were fast as hell. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I give a 7.5. What I, about I'm, you? I'm, I'm around that. I'm, I'm around 7.5. I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I don't even know which match I would have want long. But maybe the the, 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 the six-man women's. Well, the main event definitely should have been a little Definitely. Longer. The women's the women's tag team championship. I understand why it was a squash because realistically speaking, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan don't got a chance against them. But maybe they should have gave them a few more minutes. Let uh, Ruby Riot. You know what? Matter fact, you know what? I would wouldn't mind a little longer with the Keith Lee and Braun Strowman match. That match, at least that like too. ten minutes. But I, I see what they they did with that. Let with, with Braun Strowman and Keith Lee. Yeah, less because is this more first time until we yeah, get the proper their... we get the proper paper. Yeah, view this is the first time we ever seen them two see each other. So all right, so yeah, I I, I don't disagree. Definitely a seven point five. So that's the raw wrap up. Overall, seven point five for tonight's uh episode of Raw. But you know we could do this all day. EA, you can find me find on you? Twitter at E.A. I'm also in the Facebook group, Kayfabe Avenue. Come see us. Leave your likes, your comments. Leave your hate mail. Leave us leave us some um, opinions, what suggestions you want us to talk about. It's Chris Jericho week, so we all we all celebrating in the in the Facebook group right now. Chris Jericho, 30 years. We popping we pop a little, a little bit, of, bit of the bubbly all week. I got a little bit of the bubbly right here. It's called Billy Bubbly. So, you know what I'm saying? Like... All week, give us if you want to, because we're gonna be thinking about doing a Chris Jericho show, which I want us to talk about on a Chris Jericho show this week. Like we're gonna do it. Yeah, we got we got a bunch of con bunch of content coming out this week. We definitely gonna try to focus on some Chris Jericho. Let's yeah, definitely. Go ahead, AB. Where we can find you, bro. Wrapping this up, you can find me at kfabe underscore aj on Instagram. You can find us at kfabe avenue on YouTube, kfabe avenue on Twitter. On Everywhere. Instagram. Like EA said, the Facebook group, join us, like, share, subscribe it all. And please, uh, if you like the podcast, please show us some support. Go to our anchor right. profile page and like that uh subscribe button and donate to the podcast. We'll try to provide you more content. And that's been the raw wrap up. That was E dot A. AJ. This is Kayfabe Avenue. Kenny, take us home. Bye. (laughs) And good night. Bye.